Energy Radio. This is the lowest effect. My name is Elisa. My name is Liz, and I am a little confused. I just this second got a text from my son's school. Okay, sorry. Uh, you're receiving this message because we found out this morning that someone in one of your child's classes yesterday was found to be positive for COVID. If your mm-hmm. child was considered a close contact, but how do we know? How do we know? If you're not telling me who the kid is, meaning closer than three feet or in mask, you will receive a phone call from the school shortly. Okay, that hasn't happened yet. And be provided with directions if you need to quarantine. Out of an abundance of caution, because you are within the same classroom, we recommend that you get a PCR test, although this is not required. Okay. Yeah, but, it, takes, but it takes five days. It takes, yeah, okay. I mean, this this happened literally as I'm calling into the show, like at the same time, like not even five minutes ago, so I apologize. Uh, we recommend that you that you get a PCR test, although this is not required. Yeah, but then it takes like three to five days to get the results of a PCR. I'm not doing anything. What am I supposed to do? Mm. Okay, thank you. All right. Good morning. Wow. Okay. Yep. Good morning. Okay. Uh, Yeah. It's like, damn, do they go to school? Damn, do they don't? Okay. (sighs) Oh, my God. And Raven had typed in the chat earlier. She said, would you please keep my four-month-old great-grandson in your thoughts and prayers? He was taken to another hospital yesterday, Akron's Children's, with pneumonia and COVID. No, I can't. Oh, four-month-old baby? Yeah. Ouch. Raven, girl. Okay, let's just take a few seconds right there just to send love and energy to this beautiful, innocent, God-like being. Mm. Hold a little space. Okay. Raven, I'm so sorry. That's like, nobody wants to. Uh. All right. Happy Tuesday. Wow. Mm. Oh, Raven, girl. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So that's yes. It feels a little uh, like yeah, like we've regressed a little bit with our progress, or so the illusion of progress, or whatever you want to call it. We talked about it the last show. Um with what's going on in the air, in the streets, in life. I mean, we're still moving forward. We're still pressing on. It's not like we're getting, I mean, I don't really pay, we're not the best news source since Elisa nor myself pay close, close, close attention to the news. Um, So I don't know if there's any hint of this is getting so crazy that we're going to risk lockdown. But I think, uh, Everything's being ruled by money, so I doubt that that would happen again. Mm. But who knows? Um, 
Yeah, that's a four-month-old baby. That's and um, oh my god! And yesterday, and again, grief, as all of us know from having experienced various forms of losses over our whole lives. You know, we know grief. Grief is something that's out of our control. It's uh, it's something that I choose to yield to to honor it, to move through it, to know that, to have faith that that I'll get to the other side of it, that there's a a wisdom to it, there's a purpose to it, but it is uh, very unpredictable and uh, not to be controlled and manipulated or what have you. But I felt like yesterday, although my mother is, you know, with us and she's in beautiful spirits with a beautiful attitude um, and she the last two times that I saw her they were quote unquote good days for the for the situation but we are slowly beginning the onboarding process for additional uh, comfort care palliative care services which I would think eventually would morph into a hospice situation. So all of that just, you know, and, and you have no idea of, of um, the time frame. Right. It could be a week. It could be two years. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I felt like yesterday was the first day that I'm beginning to grieve her or that the grieving process has started um, because I just, I had, it just took me completely uh by surprise that once I um, did my due diligence with the home visit and my siblings and my mother and everything else, and I went on to the day that was a work day, uh, but in between moments of obligation, um, I was grieving. And then I also realized that my mother is now, no, that I am now the age that my mother was when I had lost my daughter. Mm. And that was such a full circle because the first major family member I ever lost wasn't my parents. My mother's still here. My father died I don't know, eight, nine years ago, was my daughter. Right. So first I lost my daughter. Then I lost my father, which was just two weeks of just, I felt weird and then I I moved on because I didn't really form a serious bond with him growing up or what have you. And uh, just basically what he put my mother through. So that was not a difficult grieving at all. Yeah. But the order, the order is off, you know. So my daughter, my father, and uh, you know, it's, my mother is in the wings for whenever her time is her time. Connection um, provoked some sort of grief response. When I made that realization, then I said to myself, I don't think. Um, my mother will be, I mean, that it's fine, but I don't 
I don't think that um, my mother will be here um, when I turn the next age after, from that. So it, it just really made me think like, wow, um, I remember all of that so vividly and what she had to to deal with, with, uh, you know, her first grandchild, you know, dying after a few days. Mm-hmm. And we were in her home. You know, I was recovering there because the apartment that she lived in back then was the apartment I grew up in, which was palatial and fabulous and amazing. And I was mm-hmm. living in a tenement um, with not the best provider of a husband, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, is fine. That's, at that stage, I thought, oh, we moved past that. You know, and we sort of did a little bit. Um, but then, you know, other things fell apart and now no longer together by choice, thankfully. But it really gave me pause to think of, wow, um, looking at, remembering her so vividly at that stage in life, looking at myself and, um, it's yeah. It just it, it just triggered a guilt, uh, not a guilt, um, a uh, grief response. Mm. You know, but I honored it and I didn't let it devastate me. I just let it flow through me. I I embrace it. I said this is growth, and you just you move through it, and it there's a ripple effect with all other areas in your life. The more that you face it head on and. It literally is akin to ripping off a Band-Aid. It's so brief. That pain mm. is so much more temporary than being stuck in the pain of resistance to justify your discomfort and not crossing the threshold to for new things or new challenges, new experiences, explorations, whatever. So, uh, yeah, interest, interesting what's in the air. Mm. So I can tell you, literally and figuratively. Oh, true, true. Mm. Anyway, there, there you go. Oh, well, you, you know, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention because you know. I know. Uh, I know you, you are. Know. <laughs> I know. I um, know you are. Because it's a def- it's a definite phase. It, it's a new it's a new chapter. You can tell. Like I never talked about my mother like this before. But right. here we are. Boom. Yeah, and and I'm grief response. What really complemented it, the gratitude, because the last couple of times I've seen my mother, she was not in chronic pain. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Her demeanor, her attitude, her graciousness, her sweetness, you know, she's still pretty much with it. You know, I will tell her, I, I will spin a yarn or two about my antics and she will laugh. Oh, and then in less than, and then on Saturday, in less than 12 hours, my son, my younger son, smuggled a dog and then uh, a girl. What? <laughs> I told my mother the story. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Never a dull moment in my life. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't get away with any of it. Uh, hello, have we met? I'm his mother. Oh, yeah. But how I find out who's, like, in my house, because there's always a house full of people in my house. I mean, I know who they are. Vaccinated, whatever. I mean, this is such a shit show. Uh, who knows from one moment to the next. But I always check in the in the hallway um, because I prefer when people come over that they take off their shoes because the streets are nasty in New York. Oh, yeah. So I just check. Yeah, I just check. Like, okay, I look at the footwear. So there's always, like, it looks like a sneaker shop, right? There's, there's like, 500 pairs of sneakers, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's there. And I recognize who's here by their shoes. So Saturday uh, afternoon, you know, because these kids stay up all late, stay up all night and, you know, sleep till the afternoon. So on Saturday, I'm in and out, whatever. I come home. I see what looks like a little stroller. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Why is there, why is there, okay, I'm like, what the hell? Why is there a little stroller in my house? I don't want to see no stroller in my house. I don't want to see no stroller. Nope. I will get you a case of condoms and plan B abortion pills. Okay? Like, no. Just don't. I'll put that in your Christmas stocking. No. So I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this little stroller. I'm like, what the hell is this? It turned out it was a dog stroller because that's the thing. Uh, People in New York City with their little, you know, I'm a pet parent. Like, okay, no shade. Okay, that's nice. But I'm seeing a stroller. Thank God it was not a human stroller, but it looked like one, a tiny version of one. I pound on the door. I see Jeremiah and his friend, who are adults because they're 18 or over. Jeremiah has historically has always had friends a little bit older than him. And I see this poor little dog that's whining away, and I'm like, this is this is like the worst bad comedy movie ever. I'm like, what is this dumb, dumb, dumbest than a dog? What the hell? So they thought, yeah, some friends needed them to babysit. It was just some screwball, stupid comedy, whatever. And um, finally, Jeremiah returns the dog while his friends are still And I told his friends, I'm like, this isn't Jeremiah's house. This is my house. I don't want no dog here. And as much as I honor and I welcome you, I won't think twice about throwing people out of my house. I'm showing you respect. You need to show me respect. Not a good idea. Okay, nobody's asking me permission about anything. So I read them. I checked them. And uh, that night, my older son and I had gone gone out to see a friend of ours in in a show that ran very late whatever, whatever, so we got home later than expected. Check the hallway. I see a pair of Uggs. I'm like, oh, I know none of his homies were Uggs. These these are some girl Uggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Jessica Fletcher and Murder, She Wrote. And I go pound down the door and they're just so cute and so comfy and I'm just cracking up to myself because there's this and I met her before. She's 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 a cool, nice, young girl. But it's almost one o'clock in the morning, and she's in there with her fake eyelash. I just laughed. The eyelash looks like she's wearing ca- black caterpillars on her eyes. 
<laughs> black, the black eyelashes. Oh, it's a thing. The eyelashes, it's such a thing. It makes me laugh because they're so exaggerated. So I, I go, oh, this is cozy. And I wanted to say, are you enjoying the honeymoon suite? I didn't say that, but that's what I wanted to say. I should have, you know, done turn down service and put a mint on the pillow. But I'll put the plan B pill on the pillow. Um, and I'm like, how old are you? She's 16. I'm like, okay, well, as long as you guys are under 18, I'm the responsible adult. And I said, do you, does your guardian, because I don't presume anything, does your guardian know I'm here without flinching? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I would never send anyone out of my home uh, in an unsafe situation, and it's almost one in the morning, so we will deal with this tomorrow. And I just, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, send her out home to go back to Harlem in the, at one o'clock in the morning? No, not going to do that. What's done is done. Um, I'm like, Jeremiah, you're giving me some good bookends because between you and your mother, uh, you and my mother, I'm losing my damn mind, you know, plus holding it all together. Okay. Next day comes. Great advice, as I always do for my girlfriend, Deborah, who listens to this show, who she's called in a few times. I tell her. And she gave me great advice. She said that she had permission. She needs to prove it. So she told me what to do. So what, so what I did was I'm like, oh, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because sometimes you need uh, advice from somebody who's not in the situation who's also a badass parent <laughs> who, take, who takes control. And, and Debbie doesn't play ever. So she gave me great advice. Pound on the door. So I go to this girl and said, oh, yeah, so you told me that your, your mother knows that you're here? She goes, yeah. I said, give me your number. And without flinching, she gave me the phone number. I'm like, I like this girl. She's looking me dead in the eye. She's being respectful. Apparently, she answered honestly. She, they're not trying to play me-ish, because they always try to play you. Um, I dialed the number. And then I was heart, the sound of this woman. I'm like, oh, my God. This woman is such a broken person. It was so sad. I don't know if she was under the influence or she's very ill or whatever, but she sounded like someone who's given up and someone that just doesn't have the energy to just go past the bare minimum of functioning, just from my brief exchange with her mom. Mm. And um, I just said, well, as a parent, I have my number, I have yours, your daughter is safe. Um, You know, I, I just didn't want anyone to be worried. I know how much I worry. So we had a very civil conversation. I'm sure no one has ever called her. In, in that sort of progressive, supportive kind of way, you know. Um, I Then I put her daughter on the phone, um, whatever exchange they had. 
And then I just let them be. Oh, but all, but no, no, before I left, I, I had the whole, like, safe sex. There's no reason for anyone to get pregnant. That's not going to happen. Like, and she's like, oh, no, no, my family tells me, all like, there's no reason, not an option, not an option. I'm nice, but I'm not stupid. Mm. Yeah. So this is like a day-to-day, day-to-day, day-to-day. So it's, it's crazy. And how are kids supposed to feel safe going to school when every five minutes there's another case of COVID in the school? Mm. Right. And everyone's, and everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. So why would they feel like going to school or they're late every day or like in the case of my son, you know? And I know my son's not the only weird kid in the New York City public school system, you know, functioning at this level of uh, adapting to the best of what he feels like right now. I know there are more extreme cases. There has to be. But what a shit show. Even, 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 um, I have to, I have to, uh, turn in my grades. This is the last week of me teaching at NYU for until the spring. Mm. And we're just holding the intention that they invite me. They haven't, I, I know they will, but they haven't officially invited me back, but that's, it doesn't start till February, so I'm sure I'll hear something. But the absences were out of control, and this is and this, and this is and this is you know not mandatory to go to college and spend fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is to go to school now. Right. And NYU is one of the, the most expensive in the country. The absences were loose, and we're getting these instructions about. Um, you know, how, uh, to the degree, do we do we factor in the absences? How does that reflect in the grade? They're being way more lenient, as I would imagine every other academic institution is considering to be. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to factor absences because that has nothing to do with intention. Um, or I'm not going to factor it that way. It's a weird there's no baseline for this, mm. you know. It's it's weird, and just when we thought we could re, you know, sort of take steps to reemerge, which happened in September, uh, with in per, the start for for everybody with in person class classes. How well is that working out? It's only December. Let's see, September. Yeah, four months in, and we already have a variant. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what? I don't know. How 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 do you be a devoted, responsible parent in the middle of a shit storm? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. As I. I don't know. So there you have it. That's where we are. And it's exhausting. So um, 
Yeah, in between things, I just build in meditation time, nap time, reflection time. Yeah, I have to. That's I put that in my schedule now. Like, where are my win- where are my windows where I can just be for the next day? Um, it's it's a lot. <sighs> anyway, oh, oh, I know, right? There, what is there to say? Uh, anyway, I'm just depleted. But you know, um but as I said before, the the immense gratitude that I feel, forgiveness that I feel, uh yeah, that that really is a result of feeling all these things head on and moving to the other side because I'm feeling so less drawn to judge and I'm more drawn. My default setting is shifting from judging to forgiveness. That's evolution. Mm. That's growth. <laughs> you know, like, am I going to be dying, my, you know, my robe saffron, and am I going to go to Tibet and hang out with the Dalai Lama because I'm all about seeing the beauty and everything? Like, it's just even with, with my mother's decline, just seeing the beauty in her demeanor, just that everyone's doing the best that, I, that they can and to see the beauty in that or the beauty and the appreciation that my children are healthy and safe. Um, I'm going to tap into that as opposed to how many latenesses is my son going to have? Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do I think about my sophomore year of high school? Never. Uh, not that it's not important and that there's due diligence but I'm just tapping into the energy and the frequency of the fundamentals that are enduring, excuse me, and what I'm tapping into. But it's, yeah, I don't know how back we really are. It feels very strange right now. I don't know. I feel like we're just holding on. I am just seeing the the beauty of what's happening um, and that's replacing the fear. Although the fear is there. Of course. Yeah, what else can we do? Right. What else can we do? And um, yes, and um, I told my older son that um, one of his birthday gifts is going to be a, a reading uh, with you, he's very excited. Oh yeah! So yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. make a yeah 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 yeah. So I'll make uh, I'll uh, make arrangements with you, um, maybe for you to contact him, and that I'll Venmo you or whatever. But see, great holiday gift. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody. I, I think on two or three occasions, I was a, I was like a gift certificate for readings for people. So it's and I know you have also. Like I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
so we'll figure that out. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, you know, just sort of uh, continuing on with, with, I think, around the holidays, you know, a lot of people are not in the best of moods. And usually it, it has to do with because someone's passed or, um, you know, just just dealing with that, that loss of, uh, you know, not having somebody around for the first holiday, you know, or whatever. Um, right. One of my, one of my old classmates, uh, I may have mentioned this, passed away uh, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And, and so his memorial service was back in Charleston um, on Saturday. And of course I didn't, I wasn't able to go. I was working, but what's been interesting right. to me is seeing, um, he had a really good group of friends, a really close group of friends from, you know, from elementary school and, you know, middle school and high school. You know, a, a lot of us just sort of stayed together. And um, so some of his closest, oldest, dearest friends um, were also just kind of expressing their grief on Facebook, which I thought was was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. these were, yep. you know, these were like the Hellraiser type dudes, you know, growing up. Um, you know, they were all, yeah, definitely mischievous and, um, and but I really like I could really appreciate their connectedness to him and to his family. Mm-hmm. You know, his his sons, his um, his younger brother, his parents. Uh, they uh, they're just always mentioning him. <clears throat> they're they're putting up pictures. Which uh, I know his sons are are saying, please, you know, please post more of these because you know we we don't have a, a lot of this stuff, you know, we don't see it. Um, so everyone's sort of pitching in. All you know, all of our friends are like, oh, I'm, I'm putting up stuff from you know middle school. <laughs> like, wow, you know, these are or elementary school. I saw I saw one from our elementary school. It's like class pictures and things like that. Um, so I. I uh, I think it's it's interesting to get uh, at different ages, you know, like like you 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 know, with you having had a loss early on um, in your twenties, with you know, with well, the closest, right? I mean, well, with the one that well, you were mentioning, no, your daughter. Yeah, I was actually in my early thirties when she when she passed. Oh, okay, okay, yes. But yeah, but um, in my twenties, I lost my um, yeah, my ex boyfriend yeah. to uh, to AIDS, and that's kind of how I ended up with my ex husband. So not the best right. reason. Um, and yeah, and I was in my twenties when that happened. I was in my early thirties when my when my daughter died. Right. So I haven't had anyone really close to me pass until I guess I guess early thirties, late twenties. That was my grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. As far as family goes, now I've had I've had friends and um, parents of friends pass away when I was like teenagers, teenager. So. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think I, I know I've mentioned at least one of those. Um, memorial services being such an eye opener in terms of grief and how you can remember people um, 
this was a one of my best friends from high school. Her father was a uh, a doctor. He was a um, he was actually looking for a cure um, for his type of cancer, which I didn't really know. What it, well, I didn't even know he had it until he was not in remission anymore, and I was a sophomore in college. I had no idea mm-hmm. that he he'd had um, lymphoma. I had no idea. He was always just the life of the party. He was a, he was just a, a, an amazing, funny guy, uh, and uh, because he knew he had you know he's had he had the condition he had it for a while and he's been trying to you know look for cures but he knew that his days were going to come up at some wow. point so he had planned out his service you know he knew the music he wanted uh, he knew the Good people he wanted to speak. And it was, it was, you know, obviously we were all sad, but it was also, we were all laughing, you know, and I thought, uh, here I was at like, what, how old was I, 19, thinking, mm-hmm. if, you know, when it's time, my time to go, this is how I would love for people to gather. You know, if they're going to gather in remembrance, you know, it's, it's okay to obviously shed those tears, but I mean, he was, like I said, such, um, he had such a great sense of humor that it would be odd to not laugh at some point, you know, in right. remembering him. Right. Um, so right. I, I just thought it was such a beautiful, um, a beautiful service. And so I just kind of tucked that away thinking, you know, I've, and I've been to, you know, I've been to others since then. And, and that was more like, I guess what you see like on TV or, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that grieving and the awkwardness, but this was, um, this was just, it was such an opening um, of the heart. Mm. That was the only way I could, I could describe it. Uh, so to have, um, to have someone even <clears throat> as his, you know, last days, uh, have, having that, that planned out and, and uh, yeah, uh, the effect uh, was long lasting. I mean, this was, you know, when I was like in my late so I, I remember that. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not even really close with his, um, his daughter anymore. We've kind of grown apart. Um, mm-hmm. But I still remember him, you know, and that, of course, that is, that is that type of energy that I, um, I would, I would love to keep uh, going. Yes. That, that. Yes, absolutely. Pretty long lasting, you know? Um, so that, those were the sorts of standards. So I, I, I I feel like when we're like talking with about my my classmate who passed away, that's sort of what his friends are doing. Like they're definitely grieving. Um, yes, of course. But they are posting, you know, so many memories from recent memories of when the last time they got together, they all got together to like you know when they were grade school kids. You know, and oh. all those stages in between, just different every so every day, every day. This one guy in particular, um, who doesn't he doesn't live too far away from Charleston, but he's not in that area anymore. Uh, he's he's just pouring his heart out. You know, uh, it was, it was, oh. that was those two were just together all the time. So I oh, that's so I'm sad. Just, I'm just seeing that, and and it is sad. It's sad. Um, but you know the stuff he's posting is still like you know, uh, you know uh, like most people have been like you know you never know 
you never know when it's your last time. So hug your hug your friends, you know, hug your the people, your loved ones, all those things. And it's just an interesting reminder. But like like I said, you know, when when you when I see guys, they don't usually express their grief. Right. Start to have a band of of brothers, so to speak, who are that's beautiful. Um, actually, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I was. That's what I was picking up on was, or that's what I was just noticing. I was like, this is, these were, these were really tight friends, you know, and, and they, uh, they, they loved each other, looked out, they looked out for each other um, all these years, you know, from, from grade school on up. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, yeah. And there are things I didn't know about my friend. Like I didn't know he had a, I didn't know he had a younger brother. I assumed his brother was oh, older, wow. but. But I did, I, you know. But but it turned out, and I just this last piece of information came, I think either like today or yesterday. I'm like, oh, because his his brother was born, like when he was like, 20 years old. So, oh, well, that's why. So, <laughs> it's like, well, no wonder I never heard about a brother. I thought, right. Hello. Right. Where is it? So I always figured it was because he was an older brother, but no, it's a younger brother. Um, and so I think his. His younger bro- his brother is like the age of close to in age to his own sons because he got married yeah in his twenties so it's just been yeah 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 I'm 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 learning things about people that I you know I felt like I knew pretty well right but right. In, in hindsight I'm like yeah, I I guess I didn't know them you know that well but i knew enough of them i knew enough to say you know definitely considered him a, a good friend and um yeah so you know as people are are looking on facebook they're like oh when did this happen you know i was the same way i'm like what you know the the, right. the shroud of mystery and all that because i found out mm-hmm. i think the next day but nothing was uh, was official so finding these right. different ways of grieving and i just think growing up and I guess not being around it as, as much until I was a teenager. And then it was like mostly peers, you know, peers or uh, parents, one parent, really just one parent that I, that I attended the funeral of, of someone who, a friend of mine who passed away. It was just interesting um, to see how, I think when we're older, we're like, you know what, this is what it feels like. <laughs> and, and you, you have, mm-hmm. Uh, so many other things to um, to feel, you know, you you have you know you have I guess words or you have ways to express it, or you allow yourself mm-hmm. to express it. In the case of guys, I didn't think, you know, would ever do that, but it, right. it's it is it's it's bittersweet. It's beautiful. It's sad, um, mm-hmm. but it is something that. Um, you know, we all have to go through. And yeah. the not that the more we do it, the better. It just means that um, no, no, um, no. You start to you start to take that time to, you know, I guess prioritize or to review what's really important um, in light of like this guy, my classmate. Um, you know, same year, same age as me. Um, and, you know, I saw pictures, someone posted pictures of him 
And I'm like, that's that's who I remember. At first, I thought it was a picture of uh, of his older brother that I saw. It was him holding. I was like, God, oh, he looks. His older brother looks just like him, but it was him holding his baby brother. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, <laughs> that makes <wow>. sense. <laughs> like, I don't know how these genes work in, in families, and everyone kind of looks the same. But, um, but yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm learning, or maybe just remembering that you can. You can be all these things. You can be, you know, strong and tender and sad and still loving. Yeah. You can do all those things. And That's even right. angry and still, and still, you know, whatever has to come through. Raven put, uh, grief can make us stronger. Very true. And she also wrote in here, um, uh, she said, thank you. Uh, I didn't sleep well last night. Something about this is giving me anxiety talking about her, her great-grandchild. Um, so thank you for your prayers. Um, she says, keeping you in my thoughts and prayers, Liz, the holidays are the hardest oh, days to go through with grief. Yep. I feel yes. uh, if, you, if you need to cry, scream, do whatever is needed to acknowledge it, don't put it aside. It needs to be addressed. Oh, absolutely. It's it, yeah, I I I I submit to that mistress. Absolutely. Yeah. Um know yeah. that no one is ever alone. Your mother is always surrounded with her angels and loved Thank ones you. preparing her for her next journey. Yeah. As are our angels right. and guides. So that's right. Yeah. That's comforting. Thank you, Marguerite, because you know, I'm considering the beautiful source that that's coming from. So thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh uh, are you taking calls today? Yes, I see there's a hand raised. So, uh, Kay, I don't know if this is you uh, on the phone, but we'll find out. This is area code 919. Hello? Hi, it is Kay. Hi, it this is, is it is Kay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I just signed in, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to use the wrong format, but I was just listening. I, no, I no, it's it fine. Of course you can. Great. So, um, hi. So, what's going on? How can we help? Um, I um, it's it's my question is around career. Um, I got some I, I got some disappointing news yesterday, and I say disappointing because I had really a lot of hope, and which I hate that word, but I had put a lot of hope and faith in this um, particular position. Um, it was a wonderful interview, um, and I guess. At the time, I guess I knew my intuition let me know that it's been too long, um, but I still just wanted to hold on to a little bit of rate of something. Um, the recruiter was amazing, and I reached out to her again, and she said, you know, um, she apologized for the delay, but the team really liked me so much. But they had gone with another candidate, and so they were trying to see if there was something else within that company or somewhere that I could fit. And she was very hopeful. Uh, And for that, I am eternally grateful. I truly am, Um, period, no but. What I will say is when you're in the middle of a rainstorm, the last thing you want somebody to tell you is you're getting wet or it's raining. You want somebody to bring you an umbrella or help you. So all of Mm -hmm. the niceness that I'm getting from everyone is so greatly appreciated. I'm just yes, wondering when my true next opportunity is coming. Um, my present role, I'm 
I'm trying my best to shift all the energy I have. Um, I can just say that this job is taking its toll on me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I am trying and working, doing the work to shift that. It's just so difficult. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, of course. But let's go back to, to the recruiter. So mm-hmm. is that door permanently shut or de- or, or they they have the intention that they're going to see where there's a place for you? Like, I, I'm not clear. Um, it, for the position that I applied for, that one is closed. Someone was hired. Um, but they are looking if something should so, become available. Okay. Um, and okay. even encourage so, me to look to continue to Right. So, so let's, yeah, so there's potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also there's potential, there's viability, meaning that you're a viable candidate. That that you know the the idea of the first position that they gave to somebody else um, yeah. has nothing to do with you. Has absolutely nothing to do with you, because <laughs> why would they be so? Imp- listen, why would they be so impressed with you to look to see if they could fit you into this Rubik's cube? if you were uh, not worth the investment in energy. So you got to look at this as every no leads to a yes, that there is viability, that there was potential, that there was, um, that you you presented yourself in uh, an exceptional uh, enough manner that there there has been serious consideration. The recruiter is uh, looking on your behalf. And um, the challenge is really to redefine your relationship with time. And let me just Mm -hmm. ask you, what is your relationship with time? How do you perceive time? Um, Right now, while I'm... In this Mm-mm. uncomfortable job. Just in general. No, just oh, in, in general. general. I'm not talking about the story. I'm not talking about the story. I'm not talking about the facts. I'm talking about with time. Some people have a very poor relationship with time. They don't know how to manage their time. They're always late. This, that, some people uh, manage time as almost an art form where they can yeah. really see the, see the general. So I'm asking you. Not about the story, not about the job, not about what is your relationship with time? Um, I tend to be ahead. Yes, I knew that. So you know how to manage your time. I tend to manage it very well, and I... I knew that. always Yeah. (laughs) So trust that you, that, that that your relationship with, with time and how you're be, and that shows respect that shows responsibility that shows organization that shows uh logical thinking these are all very desirable traits to be employable yes or no correct yes definitely yeah Right, so that's why I because I knew the answer to that question, but that's mm-hmm. why I asked you. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked you the question. 
And is time something that controls you? Yes or no? Are you controlled by time? Yes. Yes. Are you controlled by time? I'm not or controlled you, or, by time. I'm okay, that, thank you. Time. Yeah, you're not I'm controlled not. by time. Right. So, so don't, so what I suggest is don't put yourself into the illusion of being controlled by time because mm-hmm. you're getting, you know, your focus, right? Your focus is, you're sort of falling into that um, illusion. Yeah. You know, because time, all of a sudden, time isn't cute anymore because you don't like your job. That, that, that's not time's fault. And you and you weren't given a prison sentence, okay? Right now, you are doing the 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 dirty work of growth. People mm-hmm. run away from that all the time. It's what I was talking about. The pain that you're feeling now going to be the source material for the alchemy for the lead to turn into gold, and the mm-hmm. wisdom that you're that you're gaining. So, if anything. Look at your viability. Stay in touch with the recruiter. Keep looking. This is temporary. The storm shall pass. It's not forever. Nothing nothing lasts forever. Everything changes. So, But right now you're getting a chunk, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, well, that, yes. Yeah. So flip everything to gratitude. I am grateful for this check. I am grateful for my health that I can get to this job. I'm grateful for my stamina and resolve to get through this job. That is not my ideal at the moment, but I'm grateful. That's how you're going to get out of that job, by loving it in gratitude. Not pretending to love the job, but to love yourself enough to be grateful. You know, and it's a tough lesson. Like, my mother's dying. But I'm grateful that she's so graceful about it. I'm grateful that um, she lit up when I made her soup. I'm grateful that she wasn't in chronic pain the last time I saw her. I'm grateful that um, I can really grow from this. I'm grateful that I'm showing her as my other siblings that she raised four very nice, smart, kind, generous people, and that's her legacy, and I will do the same for her two grandchildren. You follow what I'm saying? So in the pain and in the discomfort, nobody wants to go through these, these things, like a, a, a dissatisfactory job or a dying, a dying parent that is adored or what have you. Nobody wants to go through that. But we got to go through it. And where I was so quick in the past to judge my siblings, I'm like, I'm not judging them anymore. I'm grateful for them. I'm not the only sibling having to deal with those, all the responsibilities with my mother. There's three of us in New York that are sharing and doing the, and exceed, excelling in the areas that we do best at for my mother and where we didn't get along at all growing up. We are being so kind and supportive and generous and not fake, just accepting who we are and our differences and having the common goal of my mother's comfort. As much as we're all freaking out and dealing with our own private 
uh, journeys with that. So for you, you're strong. This is about your growth. And if you tell yourself this discomfort is temporary, this is getting me ready for the next better thing, it may not be the thing that you imagined. But the fact is you are hireable. You just got proof in the universe that you're a viable, hireable candidate. You know, keep looking. But to be deflated by a job, you know what? It's like that job's not the boss of you. That job is a trap, you know, and maybe find a way to work smarter, not harder. Maybe don't work as hard. Don't toil. Do your job, but don't toil at it. You don't have to. Maybe the universe is, is saying to you, there's another, there, 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 there's another way of looking at this. I don't, you don't have anything to prove to anyone there except uh, whatever expectations and professionalism that you need to offer to, to, to earn that check and to be proud of your work. But to split your focus on what this person is thinking or that one or whatever, that, that's judgment. Who cares? You know, I go to the church of forgive them for they do not know what they do. I'm just forgiving everybody and seeing the beauty in everything. Because that's the only way I'm not going to lose my damn mind with what's going on with the chaos of life right now. So it's your choice. So it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of your grace in all of this. And in your dedication to finding gratitude and loving yourself and factoring yourself. I believe energetically is what I'm picking up is that your default setting has been for most of your life to put everything and everything else before you. Is Would that be a fair energy read right now? Yeah, that's true. Okay, that is true. So this discomfort, you're just not used to it. I'm not used to it. I'm learning. I'm learning. I have to be strong for my mother and for my kids and for my profession. You know, I can't even get a cold right now. So I'm doing things to just keep my immune system strong, keep myself strong, giving myself breaks, meditating, doing yoga, whatever, little little 10-minute break here, five-minute break just throughout the day, honoring myself, keeping my circle very, very tight. Uh, yeah, I felt like I got hit by a truck. So after several hours with my mother and the healthcare provider that were, were starting the onboarding, as I said before. And I had to teach a class on Zoom for three hours last night and other things in between. But I, I blocked like two hours of just, I'm going to be in bed for two hours before I cook dinner and before I teach at night. And during that two-hour period, I received two phone calls. And I took the calls because these are two people that I feel very safe and very close to. And when both of them asked me how my mother was, I was silent for a good 30 seconds. I couldn't even speak. But they were holding space for me, and I felt safe, and it was okay. Um, If there was some other random person calling or a work thing or what have you, I would have let it go to voicemail and then returned the call when I felt more together a few hours later. 
So that's honoring. So these are things for you to start. I would give you like a little, just a little bit of, you know, a prescription here to find ways to honor yourself to get through the day so that you're shifting your focus to your wellness so that you are feeling less burdened and less heavy at work. So if that means you're going to get there 15 minutes early before anybody else is there, just to compose yourself, whatever it is that you need to do, or you're going to take a a walk during your lunch break, or you're going to get yourself a little treat, whatever it is, or you're going to, you're going to go um, to, uh, you know, the, the, the restroom and, and just, you know, close the door and take 10 deep breaths, you know, in between to get through because that's your, your direct access connection to source. Just taking five deep breaths in a stall in the bathroom. So do you see how, how these are little baby steps to shift the focus? So that you, instead of tapping into the illusion, this is to propel you for your growth and for what's next. If you look at this like, oh, this is just a stepping stone. Okay, I can deal with the stepping stone because the stepping stone isn't forever. It's temporary. How long are you at this job? This one, uh, not long. Um, uh, six months. When I first started, nothing that was promised has been delivered. And it is just well, who cares? We're not talking about that. Who cares? Who cares? You deliver to yourself. Who cares? You don't like the job. You don't want to stay there. So better that they didn't. Better that they didn't promise. You would have outgrown it. Yes. They did yes. you a favor. You follow what I'm saying? It's like yes. it's like I have a husband, but he beats me. But I wanted a husband. Excuse me. Right. Yes. So look past. Yes. Look past. Tell yourself this is an illusion. This is an illusion. This is teaching me. What am I learning? How can I how can I shift my perception? What can I be grateful about this situation? So I'm gonna yeah. So list three things about the job right now that you that you can express gratitude for. Let's go. What's thing um, number one? Number one would be when I work remotely, so that gives me oh time. Oh hello, you're working to... at home. Thank you. Hello, yeah. you're working remotely. Yay. That's a beautiful one. You don't have to go to an office with people you don't like. Right. That's huge. Okay, thank you. What's number two? Um, number two is the, the salary that I have has afforded me to get my own place that I needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, job. Thank you, job. I work remotely, and, 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 I, and, and the money has helped me, you know, elevate my situation. Okay, thank you. What's number three? Uh, number three, I have learned a lot about myself since working here and realized um, things that I, I I want and I don't want. That's priceless. Okay? Right. Yeah. Like my ex-husband, who, who I was on lockdown with for too many years, my, one of my greatest teachers taught me, like, oh, guess what, Liz? You're, you have value. You have value. And then this person that I've been on and off again, I don't know what's going on right now, ironically with the same name as my ex-husband, is one of my greatest teachers because I had to dig deep to learn what it really means to love myself irrespective if I was in a relationship or not. I say thank you 
I say thank you. My 16-year-old who makes me crazy, I say thank you because you're teaching me unconditional love. You follow what I'm saying? Her call got and dropped. And then so you're not judging. But yeah. Her call dropped? Yeah. But anyway, so I hope that, and we're going to wrap anyway, I hope that, you know, when you shift it, then you're in the driver's seat, you know, and then you're not judging and getting into ego, but you're going into the soul matrix of what all of this is leading you to the next thing. All right. So hopefully she heard that. We'll wrap. But um, I really, I really appreciate that call. Because yeah. um, it's all what we do with what's presented in front of us and how creative we can get with that. So if you all need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to LOABland at gmail.com. And we're scheduled to be back on the air this coming Thursday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, uh, let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.